This is a radio station of the SDC Radio Networks. The music of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You are listening to the award-winning radio show from SDC Radio Works. This is Smith Bits Talk Radio Magazine. With your host, Kenneth Howard Smith. Thanks for listening. Loan stock out for different portfolios. Makes it sound a letter of credit. And what happened was that these guys invested so much money into the stock market they the 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 clearinghouse to purchase back their stock. Five hundred times more than what it was, and then all these people that did this, they got paid forever. Right? I mean, they got paid. Let's not joke around. They got paid. So there's other stocks, but it's opened up a can of worms that they really don't know how how to handle it because basically it's based on the honor system and when you find these clearing houses basically loading out stock for a day, two days, three days, a week, two weeks, the 
way the deal works is that you can borrow my stock to leverage your other stock. And all the money you make off that stock for that period of time that you have it in your possession, you keep. Now, for the rental of that stock, X amount of dollars a month, weekday, or whatever, how long you want to keep it. And plus a percentage of the winning or the losses. So if you make no money, you still got to pay for the loan and stop. So it's, it's a liquidity and you're always basically buying and paying for stock. Chris and I get into that in a phone call. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. I'm not going to really chan- channel anything out of it. It's kind of just let it fly. You know how me and my daughter talk. We're all over the place. So anyway, I'm going to get off this little short intro set, and we're going to go to the heavy swinger. Now, you've, you've got, we're going to start off with Stephanie Wood from MSNBC. Okay, we're going to start off with that. And that was basically this morning. But Chris and I talked about this like two and a half days ago. And then we got another little period piece come in from yesterday from MSNBC. So you're going to hear that. You're going to hear, hear of me and talking about, well, what we're going to do with this thing or not do with it. So it's, it's kind of a... said we're going to go with uh, the first one first from yesterday and once we do this heard in the last 24 hours about GameStop, the video game store whose stock has gone to the moon in the last few weeks for no apparent reason. But what's happening with GameStop isn't just about this company, and it's not just about the stock market. It's a much bigger reaction to what is happening in our society as a whole. Think populism comes to Wall Street. Let's break it down. There's a type of investment called a short. That's what happens when a trader bets that a stock price will go down, and when it does, they make money. But if it goes up, they lose a lot of money, especially if it goes up a ton. And usually, when big, big hedge funds put on a short, most people don't get in their way. Most people just step aside, maybe go behind them. But this time is different. This time, for the first time, we saw an army of day traders, individuals that saw a few of these big hedge fund managers were betting GameStop would go down, so they banded together in force and bought it and bought it and bought it, and it raised the price, forcing these major hedge funds to lose a ton of dough because they had to cover these shorts. I've got to discuss this because this story isn't over. I want to bring in Andrew Russ Sorkin, New York Times columnist, founder of DealBook, and co-host, of course, of Squawk Box, and also with us, my old friend Michael Novogratz, former co-founder of Fortress Investments, now CEO of the cryptocurrency firm Galaxy Digital. Michael, I want to go big picture first because from a cultural perspective, 
these Reddit, these Robin Hood traders, this is the same spirit as all of those $10 donors who thrust Bernie Sanders into the center of the political establishment. The same spirit of those small groups and individuals that use social media platforms to create uh, political and social justice movements. Now it's that exact same spirit, but they're trading GameStop on their phones. Can you connect the dots? Yeah, listen, there is an anger out there. Uh, if you go on the Reddit chat rooms, or you, you, you're shocked at how much anger. Uh, there's almost a nihilism of let's tear down the system. Right? This is generational. Uh, it's millennials and Gen Z looking at baby boomers and say, you screwed our planet up, you screwed our economy up, you screwed our future up, we're sick of you, and we're coming after you. And so, you know, listen, part of this is a classic short squeeze, uh, but part of this is much bigger. Uh, it's that same as you were saying, it's that same nihilism that we saw with people trying to tear down the Capitol. Uh, you know, it's that same uh, anger you saw in the, the Black Lives Matter protests. You know, when you, the, I remember the L.A. protest, there was Eat the Rich was written all over L.A. You know, part of this is uh, the, the rich-poor gap, right, the inequality gap c- c- continues to get wider. Part of this is people are sick of the insiders always seeming to win. Right? The real estate guys get to depreciate taxes. You know, it's hard to be able to participate in an IPO unless you're rich. The private deals go to the, the wealthy guys, and they seem to change the rules. And so the little guy is sick of it, and you're seeing that in multiple places in America. And so it's time for change. You know, we need systems change. And I think that's what this is calling out for. Now, I would, would want to say to, 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 to the listener, uh, things have gotten crazy, and I think anyone who buys these stocks at these levels is going to lose all their money. And so I would I would advocate if you're long these stocks to sell them and not to participate uh, if you're not. And and that's where I want to go with this, Andrew. All the points Michael is making about the system being rigged for the big guy for the rich. I mean, I can't walk in and buy the Airbnb IPO at new issue date. By the time I get to buy it, it's when all the rich people are selling it. However, this strategy to step in and buy up these stocks of failing companies. Uh, AMC movie theaters, Build-A-Bear, GameStop. The the fundamentals of these companies are light years away from where the stock is performing. This thing will collapse, much like what we saw in 1999 with the internet bubble. In 1999, we were all excited about anything that ended with dot-com, and then it ended in disaster. Look, what what I'm concerned about is that this is a a pump-and-dump scheme that effectively is being cloaked, uh, you know, as Mother Teresa has arrived on the scene. I think there are real underlying issues with the system that need to be resolved. I do not want to protect the system. I, I, I love watching the little guy beat the big guy as much as anybody. But what I wonder is whether uh, these folks trying to, quote, unquote, stick it to the man are ultimately going to be sticking it to themselves in truth. Because, as you just said, the fundamentals of this are so out of whack and there are people who are going to lose a lot of money who can't afford to lose the money. The hedge fund manager who's lost the money, fine. But guess what? You know, if he's got a mortgage, even on the second or third property he's got, he can pay it. We have people who are putting money into the market right now, uh, either because they want to make the money or because they are uh, trying to pursue this truth that could very well lose their rent. Michael, this is my concern with that very thing. At the moment... David is beating Goliath. They're winning. But look at history, right? Look at the 08 uh, subprime housing crisis, right? Yes. People people applied for loans that they shouldn't have, and they lost their houses. They lost everything. 
and those shady bankers and those mortgage brokers, maybe they lost their jobs, but they were A-OK. -okay. But those who lost their homes, they still lost their homes. That could happen again. The big guy gets bailed out before the little guy does. Yeah, you know, Chris Saka, who is a, uh, a friend, uh, tweeted this morning that in 1999, he used his student loan money uh, to bet on the, the internet bubble, and he was thinking he was so smart and lost a lot of money, and by the end of it, he was down a million and a half dollars in debt, and, and it took him years to dig out, and so he's, he put his warning uh, warning sign on. Um, listen, you're 100% right. Listen, if the guys who got in this early, they made money. There's 100% certainty of it, and they made a lot of money. But what's happening now, GameStop traded $23 billion yesterday. That means there were $23 billion of new buyers and sellers. And so you're turning over to new people thinking, hey, I got to get in on this thing. And it's really dangerous. I had a friend call me. He said, I just bought, uh, I just bought AMC, which was another stock like GameStop. And I like hang up the phone and sell it immediately. And it's already $5 lower than it was. And so it's very dangerous for people, and it's going to end poorly. Then there's going to be lawsuits, and there's going to be finger-pointing, there's going to be regulation that has to figure out how do we stop this stuff. But let's talk about the positive here, because there is something beautiful about the democratization of finance and Wall Street. Andrew, just think about it. The fact that people can um, use the Robinhood app, and yeah, maybe it's alluring, maybe it looks like a mobile app, and they should be careful— but the fact that it is user-friendly, traditionally, unless you have a background in investing, unless you are part of that universe, it's very difficult to break in, and people should be able to. There are lots of people that have disposable income that if they want to play in the market should be welcome to and shouldn't have to pay up to be a, a client of some fancy firm or research organization. Look, I, I'm the first to say the market should not just be for the wealthy. They should not be for professionals. What we try to do every day is democratize the process and try to get information to the public. And the only thing that I'm worried about is, you know, in the aftermath of the financial crisis, um, the public looked at the media and said, why didn't you blow the whistle? Why didn't you blow the whistle loud enough? And now folks like myself, yourself and others are saying, we're, we're trying to blow the whistle and say, look, this could be a problem. But interestingly, what's so unique about it is that so many of, of the Reddit traders out there say, not only do we not need protection, what you're doing is you're protecting the hedge fund guys. You're not protecting us. And so it's a very unique moment in terms of trying to think about uh, what the dynamics are that are at play. But Andrew, no one's protecting the hedge fund guys. What we're saying is before you dance on their graves, better check their pulse and look for the exit door because there's a good chance they're not dead and they're coming for you. And we know this, Michael, because you've been one of those guys forever. <laughs> yeah, listen, you know, I, I now run a big cryptocurrency business. And, you know, crypto has a lot of the same spirit of what's going on here, right? It was started by people that didn't trust the center, right? It continues to be fueled by this idea that we could recreate uh, a new way of looking at things, right? A new, a new financial system, a new consumer system. Uh, I would separate it, though, from GameStop, right? Bitcoin really does serve a purpose. It was specifically designed to be a store of value, where GameStop isn't. And while it's got the same energy, crypto really has a purpose, right? Decentralized finance is peer-to-peer. -peer. How can we cut out the rent takers? How can we cut out the Goldman Sachs and JP Morgans from a system and so the little guy gets a fair chance? And so there's a whole revolution going on that's happening you know, before our eyes that I think in five or six years is really going to change the way business is done. That's fueled by the same energy that you're seeing in GameStop, but they're completely different things. And so I want to make that point. Uh, 
you know, this, this, this game something feels nihilistic at this point. Okay, then I, I just want to get to one final thing. You know, Andrew, Michael was able to get involved in crypto, but he was, he was already a really rich guy. Why not try that venture? When you think about sort of the leader of this revolution, many of these small guys are pointing to Elon Musk one of the richest guys in the world who does have a, who does hate short sellers which is fine you get a lot of problem with short sellers i get that who does have a problem with regulators but he's cheering on these young guys and we don't even know what his investments are and at the end of the day if this all turns out badly he can put that baby of his whose name sounds shockingly like r2d2 get in his rocket ship literally and go to mars and people would have spent their stimulus checks betting on gamestop well, and I, I think you're pointing up an issue, which is, and again, I'll say it, uh, though I, I get attacked online in Reddit and, and on Twitter and elsewhere, that I think those of us uh, who've seen this movie before have a responsibility to, to tell folks how it ends. And unfortunately, it typically ends badly. I recognize it's ended well, or for some people who've been able to get out, but when you talk about the Elon Musk or the Chamath Palihapitiyas or uh, the Cameron Winklevosses of the world who are out there cheering this online, um, they're in a very different position uh, than most folks out there. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this conversation, you're in luck. Mr. Novogratz and I continue this conversation about GameStop in a brand new episode of the Modern Rules podcast out right now. Download it right after the show around 10 a.m. wherever you get your podcast. Gentlemen, thank you. Good to see you both. Coming up next, Democrats scheduled to speak with the White House today about a COVID relief package. Are they better off trying to pass something without Republican support? We'll find out. Millions of amateur traders are trying to be Wall Streeters at their own game. It turns out if you've got time on your hands, a little disposable income, and an internet connection, you can play in the big leagues. Prompted by an online message board on Reddit, small investors have sent shares for certain companies like GameStop and BlackBerry soaring. And we get the story tonight from NBC News correspondent Jolene Kent. Tonight, it's Wall Street's David versus Goliath. The struggling video game retailer GameStop, suddenly one of the hottest stocks, skyrocketing about 8,000% over six months, driven by the whims of a group of armchair investors online. This has become a game. What are they trying to accomplish? Well, it started as an idea that they were going to demonstrate that they had more power than Wall Street, they had more power than the hedge funds, and it's become who is going to hold the bag last the plans took off in the Reddit forum Wall Street Bets with more than 3 million subscribers. The goal, stick it to major investors and hedge funds looking to profit off GameStop going down in price. Instead, individual investors on Reddit started buying, driving the stock price up. Those betting against GameStop lost $14.3 billion today alone. Commenters on Reddit celebrating, saying, how'd you guys manage to win so big it made those old guys drown in their tears? Elon Musk egging on Reddit users, tweeting, game stonk. What's demonstrably scary in this moment is that a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. It's the folks who are playing this as a game, as if it is some kind of casino. 
Now, this is probably not the end of this sort of online social media stock activism organizing. We know that folks on Reddit already have their sites set on other stocks like BlackBerry and AMC theaters. This has all prompted Washington to, to take a closer look. The White House saying today that they are actively monitoring the situation. So is the Treasury Department. Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren saying that it is well past time for the SEC and other financial regulators to wake up and do their jobs. That has prompted the SEC to put out a statement saying, look, we are assessing the situation as they go along. So a lot of activity going around here, but certainly a major cultural moment, not just for Wall Street, but for Main Street, too. Brian? Appreciate it, Joe. Jolene Kent with our report tonight and with our thanks. And when we come back, we'll show you an eight-year tradition that came to an end today in spectacular fashion. Hello, you. What you doing? Hey. Hear me? I hear you. How's Betty's butt? Oh, better. There he's better. He's he's acting like a chicken again, you know. This is a radio station of the SDC Radio Network. I mean, after I chased the dog, she laid the same spot. She didn't even move. I ran right past her to go chase the dogs down. It was kind of like... Wow, well, because I could have taken care of her, but I need to find out where the dogs went. So I just left her in the street, you know, legs up, <laughs> followed the dogs to their house, and then turned around and came back and got her, you know. And you just wanted to see where they came from. Did you knock on their door and say, hey, man, your dog's getting out through this hole and jumping the fence? No, I just... Oh. I just took a picture of it. Showed their dogs up back up in my yard and put it on YouTube. <laughs> you know, put it on neighborhood, you know, Facebook, neighbors. Just say, hey, you got some loose, destructive pets in the neighborhood. And I got like, on the neighbors hit, I got like 16 hits from that air, from that. From that picture, I said, "Oh, that's good." Yeah, word word of mouth will travel fast. Yeah, and somebody that knows them saw it because you know they went, and I shot around the dirt. You know, there's no, you know, there's no, there's no argument about where dogs come from. You know, period. And I basically just shamed them to taking their dogs. And I only need one person to find, to see it, to go, hey, man, that's your dog doing that. <gasps> you know, I heard the word from dogs in two days. So I think it worked tremendously. You there? Honey? Chrissy? Sorry about that. You said you put it on the neighborhood watch thing? Yeah. Put it on YouTube. I put it on YouTube too. Oh, uh -huh. put it under my planning Arizona. So uh, yeah, you know, I could fight somebody, but I figure you get a camera, you can fight them a lot, a lot longer, a lot farther, a lot faster. Take that down, you know. But yeah, you know, you can't. 
it was a rainy day, and it, you know, he had a nice, successful fence, but it was a breach right at the door. If you see the video there, you know, the dog stuck his head right out, and I said, the little yeah, crap, I said, right I said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, then I, then I showed the tracks, the dog's going in either direction, I said, they've been doing this a lot, you know, and it was like about 30, 40 prints going in and out, you know, on both sides, like a, like a V. So, you know, I showed that, then I went back and rescued, rescued, she's out of her, I went, went down and picked her up and she jumped up. I go, oh, I said, boy, I thought you were going to be chicken soup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you weren't sure she made it, huh? I thought she was, moment. I thought she was dead as a doorknob. Oh, but, no, she but, was just playing, playing, playing dead. dead, I guess, huh? Yeah. Cause I, didn't I, go- noticed, I noticed she let you pick her up pretty well. Like, she didn't fight you or anything. It's yeah. like, oh, thank God he picked me up, you know? Yeah, she, yeah, she, ju- she jumped up when I went to reach down to get her. Uh-huh. So I go, wow. So that's when I kind of just took a little bit. I said, oh, you know, and what actually saved her is all them feathers. Layers and layers and layers, you know? Yeah, they had to get, he had to pull through. I know, it saved her little life. So, uh, but anyway. Did you hear her screaming, or how did you, how did you know to go out right then when you did anyway? I heard the other chickens squawk, going crazy. Oh. And I ran to the door, I looked at the monitor, and I saw they're dragging, dragging one of the girls down the, down the uh, to the uh, where we parked the cars, you know. Dra- I mean, just like I was like, ugh. So I ran outside and I s- slapped my hand or something, and they dropped her and ran the other way. And I ran back in the house and grabbed my camera. That's why when I go out, when you see they're already at the edge of the fence, that's how long it took me to get the camera to get back out there. Matter of seconds, you know, and. So I just turned the camera on and I just started shooting and I just started following them back to the house. And, and they jumped the fence, you know, and, you know, they, they flushed her out and, and home. It was a, it's a team, you know, it's a tag team. One flushes them out, the other one it jumps in their mouth and they tear it up. Then they jump together, you know. Yeah. So... They've been doing this a while. They they got this down to the science. So anyway, when I went out and snapped my finger, they dropped her and, and ran off. That's when I came back with the camera. You see them at the end of the fence. So I just started walking to the end of the fence. And, and, and they just ran and went through that, that little fence down. I caught them way, way halfway down the block. You know, I caught the butt of just going right in. I'm going, mm. So I went down there and I shot it. Shot them at the at the door going, oh, well, we're going crazy. And he running out. You know, then he's running out to that little hole in the fit in, the, in the, between the uh, the gates. And I'm going, yeah, that's you. But the most significant thing was after I got Betty back in the pen and everything and Going back to the back in the house, 
they were back they were back at the they were back at the crime scene just that quick wow really and, you, and that's on the end of the tape and I shot them coming back up following me I mean I'm within like I don't know not even a half a minute maybe a minute they wanted to go see where he got where he left her kill at and I mean it's just you know in your face this is your dog you know <laughs> blow it up <laughs> so you can see him you know and I got both of them and then that's when I posted destructive dogs in the neighborhood you know assaulting pet animals you know watch your back watch your you know watch this video and I tell this happened I, you know, I put a date on it when it happened and I time stamped it you know, and send it out there. It's impressive. You know, like I said, I only want to get to the person that, that, that really needs to be got to. And I'm pretty sure they got word because I have not seen them dogs since. So, it worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've already got 16 views on... Uh uh, I, I'm sure everybody saw it on the neighborhood and said, hey, that, I know that house or, you know, whatever. Cross so. the street, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so where are you at? Is that where you at? I'm at home. i What you watching? Boy, that is loud. Is that a police? Oh, uh, was it? No, uh, no, I was just queuing up something for later. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was I worked on worked on a, on a computer today, little laptop. So put that back outside. You know, it's a whoa. All these, I'm trying to figure where did I get all these old ass computers? I know I bought two, but wow. I don't know. You used to you used to just kind of go to the drugstore. You know, buy them every once in a while. So. Yeah, I bought these two. I got both of them that I bought. Well, one. Well, I think you got everything up and running. The one, oh, it is absolutely. It blows your mind. The one that you bought for like ten bucks that only needed a new battery. Is that the one? Oh no, I got both of those running. I got the I got the bio for fourteen bucks. And I got the HP for fourteen bucks, and I got them both running. Cool. You know, it's like, right. ooh, you know. So I bought because with the bio, I couldn't get it to light up. Couldn't let it do nothing. I tore all the way down, tinkered with it. You know, looked across some of the the bridge work. I think I found where one of the. One of the the braces, I think, had grounded out and and it grounded out across the the Ethernet and the power grid right at the top. So it was I had to remove the case and I found this unit. So so you know, I plugged it up and nothing had happened. It just would sit there as a dead dead board. So I said, Well hell. So I said so I ordered so I ordered uh, a plug because he didn't like to plug. I figured, well, you got to start with a new plug at least. So I ordered a little six dollar ninety five cent plug, 
and I hit the button, and the damn exhaust fan started spinning. I went, ooh. So I hit the button again and turned it off. And I just, oh, this is a fluke, you know. God, I wasn't no UFO. <laughs> I'll go, <laughs> I'll go back milking the cow. <laughs> then I, then I flipped it back on and I turned it back over and I hit the button and the damn thing lit up again. I said, oh man. So I go, well, I just bought, I just got one that's coming. Cause I just knew it was the board. It was all burned up. And the whole thing was a $6.95 plug. Oh, okay. Well, there so, you go. So anyway, so like I laughed at that one, <laughs> you know, and I got that was a beat. So now I've got a a bio board that I don't need that I bought. I was just probably dumping on eBay or wish list or somebody, you know. But I or not, I'll just find me another Sony bio shell and just put it in there, you know. Like a case. Uh, no, buy another computer. Buy another. Oh, okay. Find, find me one in this. Yeah, find me one. You know, you can go to eBay. They always say they trash and don't work. You know, it'll say don't have, t- don't have too many knife marks on the keyboard. <laughs> you know, the one gentle has a general. A gentle butt crack on the upsell. You know, oh. it was a slip that was on purpose. You know, it was, it was a real like it threw the damn thing on the floor and stopped on it. You know, that don't work. It's so they tried to sell it, it's going to sell it for anything. You know, so they usually ask five or ten bucks. They, they tell you what's wrong with it. You know, bad modem, bad everything, bad keyboard, wherever the hell it is. Or it'll just say, I want to just buy the shell with the keyboard and the uh, and the mon and the monitor. Now the only problem that I have with that, I probably have to buy the one with the complete kit in it because the board I got, I got to take all the parts off the old board and put it on the new board. So, so I just got a clean ass board with no parts on it. It's like, ooh. So I think I'll probably sell it back on eBay. I put it back on the wish list because I think I've got more than enough computers I want to mess with now. I got, I hear you. Like they all of a sudden like they're like like little rabbits. <laughs> you know, <Start-time. laughs> I look in the closet. There's three in there. Three in every other closet. You go. You know you can't. You know, I got them in every part of the house. They're every damn where, you know. Even my good HP, I've got an HP that rivals that one, you know. I got this sitting underneath the, that long table as you walk in the door. I got push your three that I got to finish working on. But I just stopped working on them. But this compact was kind of interesting. I'm trying to figure, where did I get this compact? So anyway... As I said, you know, I plugged it in and the damn thing turned on. And the same thing happened with the uh, Sony Bio, you know, with the new new electrical cord replacement cable for it. Turned the damn thing, turned on. It was like, ooh. You know, so, 
you know, you win and you laugh. You know, you go to the bathroom and take a piss and go, ha, 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 ha. I'm on top of the world in electronics. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. So, yeah. So you think, you're thinking about just going ahead and selling them now that they're kind of working and just like, okay, flip them. Basically. I can flip them out. Oh, yeah. Or use them to run, use them to run videos and stuff. There's one I'll probably definitely upgrade, upgrade grandma's computer. Here's this. It's archaic, you know, it hits struggles, you know. But it hangs in there, because I put a new battery and put an upgraded memory to it. And, you know, I think I even bought an electrical plug, because I already lost it, so. But anyway, I, I cleaned it up a lot, and uh, I just run the radio station on, a, on it. It's been working pretty good, you know, but it's old, tired, and slow, you know. It only has like maybe 750 megs in RAM, you know, and that's after I increased it up like 128 each. I think that's all I could get would probably 258 in each one of the plugs. The computer is made in 1993. 93? Yeah, 1993. Oh, wow, that's an old computer, my goodness. Oh, yeah, but they, they had no time, nothing, they bought it. And then they never used it. It was empty. They just had a, a couple of files on there, and that's it. I, you know, and I took it. I moved those files to the the big terabyte disk, and then reformatted the hard drive and put some music on it. It's a real smart hard drive. It's like, oh god, sixty four gig, maybe a seventy three gig. It's tiny, you know. Just just enough. You can't run none of the new programs on it because it doesn't have a MMIX reader for for reading uh, Google TV. You know, it it has a hard time because the chip is like you know a you know dinosaur. You know, <laughs> you know, like they just bought a brand new computer and never used it, and it's that it got no got no use out of it at all. And it was so sad, you know. But it has service well; it just heats up really quick. And like I said, it works. It'd probably be a perfect little email machine and a music machine. But other than that. You know, well, you and you can watch. You know, you can watch everything on it, but you're not going to be able to, you know, really get around on it because you won't be able to run no really hardcore software on it unless you upgrade it. You know, with the hard drive, and then you got to upgrade the memory. They don't make the memory for this anymore at all, so it's a cutthroat business. You know, at eBay and Amazon. All the used stores, you know, yeah, one hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> right. You going what for what? Shit, don't used to cost nineteen ninety five. What are you talking about? A hundred dollars a stick? Can you get out of here? You know, but yeah, that's how they do it. The longer it's set on the shelf, more done. They make you pay for all that back time. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, so rebuilding a, an old machine, it's like, you know, really? Not worth it sometimes. Oh, yeah. hey. You can go buy a new one for half the price. You can go buy one in the, in the, in, in the secondhand store for $15. Mm -hmm. you, you know. Well, you know, especially where you're at, I mean, but older people don't want to fool with it. You know, they maybe they tried to get on because their grandkids told them to, and you know they don't really use it, and it just sits there when they turn it in. You know. Well, what I find is when I, when I turn when I turn on the drives, like that one computer. Which one was that? Oh, that was the HP. I turned it on and. I got a cable for it. I had to go back and found the cable for it. I just knew it wasn't going to work. I told you, plug the damn thing in, and the damn thing came on fire. And I went, ha! You know, one in a million chance. So the HP lit up. And when I told you, I said, God, the first thing it said, this is your first, this is your first, you're starting on the first startup. I went, what the heck is this? I said, just like you said, they got the computer, slid it under the bed, never used the damn thing. I mean, I turned the damn, the computer was, oh, it's already over 10 years old, and it was the first startup. Wow. I just sat back and went, wow, yeah, exactly. I go, get out. This computer is 15 years old, this is the first startup? Wow. And it's got, you know, 320 gig. You know, four gigs of RAM. You know, Bluetooth, all kinds of shit. I went, whoa, this 15 years ago. It's not bad. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, you're right. They just slid it under the bed. Yeah, so that worked. And so my little $14 investment, you know, you know, ching, ching. You know what I'm saying? Cost me was the power supplies. You know, and just reformatting the drives and reinstalling bare minimum software, you know. So, what I'm putting on it is Sprecher Radio, Podmaker, and uh, Google Chrome, and, you know, that's just that. And so that, hey, you go where you want to go. You know, you got, you got to plug it up somewhere, you know, you Still got to have Wi-Fi, so good luck to you. <laughs> you know, if not, you just gonna be, you just got a hammer and a nail, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, not really. You can write a book, you can do video, you can do all kinds of stuff. Take you to the library, plug it in, and upload the stuff. Where we're at McDonald's. Oh, by the way, that game, that GameStop stock. Yeah. That was all manufactured. Yeah, I know. I read it. But you know, I had, you know what's so terrible about this? Because I'm home, right? So I had GameStop. I had it. And I saw it run up the first day. It ran up. I think I, I bought it for like 4 or $5. I had like Oh, 20. shit. Oh, no, man. I know, I know. I had like 20 I bought and I had bought them a long time ago months ago like 6, 7, 8 months ago for like $5 or something 
And long story short, I saw it run up to $138. And I was like, sell. You know, I was like, sell, 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 sell. Because I didn't know what was going on. But I saw it run. And when I tell you it ran within the course of like 20 minutes. Oh, I said, oh, my God. And I was like, well, either I sell now and take a profit or wait until it totally crashes. But I didn't know that the kids were sabotaging the stock market. Otherwise, I would have kept, I would have just kept it there to see where it went. You know what I mean? I only paid five bucks. I only paid a total of $100 for that stock anyway. So it would have been no big deal. I, do you know I missed out on $6,000? I sold it for $900. It was, it, it topped off at two ninety seven today. I know, I know. I would have made six thousand dollars if I had to just let it run. But I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. I just, I was playing with my phone and I saw it run up and I said, "Holy shit! What the hell's going on?" Two hours. What the hell's going on? I said, "Is the stock market going to crash? You know what's going on?" He's like, "I don't know. Probably so." And I was like, "Well, let me go on and cash out now before it." You know what I mean? In my mind, I didn't know that the if I had known that the, the boys were playing with the money, I would have just let it run. Yeah. I'm so mad at myself, I could kick myself in the butt. Well, that was a new, yeah, that was a new car. I could have bought myself a new car with that money. That yeah, well, it's. Well, what happened now is that now you got to follow the people that's got to run. Obviously, there's a gang of these people online that that I'm pushes this. Yeah, because they pull the my pillows guy step out of their stores. But I, I didn't run on I didn't run on Bed Bath and Beyond. Okay, I don't. Demi- well, they're, they're doing it because of the. Remember that guy that did? Um, you remember that movie, The Big Short? Uh, I remember the movie. I don't think I saw it. So the. the about this investor, he's a stock market investor, and he looks for shorting sales. And he found where the real estate market was in a short last uh, back in 2008. Okay, this year he found there was a short in the actual stock market that. Companies were over, they were over lending their stock. So in other words, I have a company and I'm going to lend out my stock, let people borrow with it so that they can play with it. But then at some point I need my stock back. A lot of these companies were over lent and, and one of them was GameStop. Not them specifically, but like their brokers had over lend, overextended their the credit. So what happens is, if a lot of people start buying 
stock at the same time, it forces them to go in and try to buy their stock back as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because if they don't, if they don't buy it back, right, they then lose, they get in trouble. Yeah, they lose mm-hmm. control. Yeah. They lose control exactly. So basically, it's like for every stock you lent out, now you got to pay me three times as much to get it back. Oh, that's lo- what's, oh, that's what's happening right now. So they're toppling over these companies. But I don't know why they're doing it because GameStop, GameStop. I guess they were mad because they think GameStop should have. They felt like their their prices were being suppressed. Okay. The kids felt like it shouldn't have been worth five or six dollars. They're like it's basically the Netflix of video gaming. Okay. So if if Netflix is worth five hundred dollars a share, how come GameStop isn't? Right. So, so I don't know. So anyway, so it drove GameStop up to a billion to a to a billion dollar company. Yeah, like overnight in twenty four hours. Well, I'm pretty sure they've got some unfinished product they'd like to get out. I wish I had. A, I wish I had to know what the plot was. Like I said, I would have. I would have just sat there and read it out and see what they did with it. But I, I thought the world was coming to an end and the stock market was crashing, so I was grabbing my money. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, yep, yep. You can't make all the money. You can only make some of it. I guess. Yeah, if you, if I you can't make, make it all. if you make over four percent, you're doing good. You, you can't. The market is, the ribbon is so it's tight amazing. for margin. Anything past four percent is a gravy. That's how they consider, even though it costs you a fortune to get there. You know, it's still just considered gravy because you made at least over four percent. That's all you know. That's all you're ever going to make, no matter what kind of job you do. Build the Empire State Building. After all the bills and shit is paid, you probably just you just, you know, spent your own, t- um, you just got paid your own money back. That's all you did, you know, and made enough to buy lunch for everybody. You know, McDonald's, guys, you, know, <laughs> you can get the fries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Margins are so tight, you know, for everybody, you know, everyone. But but they were saying that the guy that did that, the, the one that had the movie made after him, he's also the one that found this short, okay? This is all, all the kids, all the computer kids are following this guy's lead, okay? And not that he incited a riot, per se. Yeah, he did. Well, back in 2019, he let everybody know that there were several companies out there that were over overspent. He didn't say which ones, but he said that's going to be the next big short. And all the kids started figuring it out on their own which companies those were, okay? And he didn't say yes or no, but no, he knew. He knew, and he... he Bots because he he runs um, a hedge fund, 
So he bought $50,000 in game stock. Oh. Now, anytime he buys anything, those kids pay attention, okay? And when he bought the $50,000 in game stock, that's what set it all in motion because it was such a big buy. You're talking about a $5 stock. Yeah, and you're, yeah, at $50,000. buy order. You, I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah, you go, oh, huge bump. Especially, yeah, yeah. Right, that's gonna make a huge bump. So, he put in 50000 They saw that, and they decided, if he's in 50 I'm in 50 And yeah. it just, you should have seen the Reddit comments. It was just like that. It was like, I'm in 10 I'm in 13 And it was just on and on and on and on. If he's in, I'm in. If you're in, I'm in. You know, and on and on and on. And they were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And, you know, are we sure we're doing this? Yeah, we're doing this. I mean, I'm reading all this stuff where they're going back and forth kind of talking to each other. And basically, they were like, holy shit, it's up. You know, they weren't, I guess they weren't really sure what it was, was going to happen like that. But it did. And then they started, like, saying, well, shit, I'm not selling till he sells. Oh. We're going to ride this thing all the way we can. And like I said, if I had read that before, <laughs> before I saw the stock go up, I would have been prepared, but I wasn't prepared. So I, I missed out on a, I missed out on, you know, tripling my money. Well, but, oh well. you got to lick on the lollipop. It's, but the SEC's have stepped in now. These guys are in trouble. Yeah, kind of. I don't know how they can get them. Well, you can't really. Well, we're consumers. We're consumers. The stock market is for us to consume when we want, how we want. Well, they manipulated the market with the. Yeah, but how can you really manipulate the market as as a single individual? Yeah, you can't. Yes, you can't. You can't buy enough paper. Right, so I don't know. I don't see the SEC being able to stick with that. You, you make the rules. We just play by the rules. Then that's yeah. The rules are too swift. You got to have twenty pages of at least per rule. You know, <laughs> these guys are totally finding the cracks in the system and exploiting it. Just something totally out of left field, which you thought you would never ever go there. Because you, you thought that was seamless, you know? Well, it, it goes really deep. And, and the kids, from what I understand, the kids, the way they interpret it is this. Let's say you've got a board that's artificially deflating their stock for whatever reason. There's a reason for it, okay? No. And, um... What they're doing again is they're lending out they're lending out their stock time and time and time and time again, right? So they're making money off of the stock by lending it. But and we're talking about brokers and stuff like that. Right. But the the, the, the person such as myself that owns the stock, okay, maybe I'm under this brokerage and I own the stock, I'm not really getting any benefit off of you loaning my stock out. It's kind of like a bank. Like, you give the bank 
your money and then they let everybody else borrow your money and you get no benefit and you have a bill at the end of the month or you have to 